Welcome back, everybody. I'm so grateful for this day because I have another powerhouse on today on the Belief Cast, and I want to thank uh, Ashley Reeves for being here today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> yes, I've known Ashley actually since uh, boy, since it's you were a little been girl. Like twenty years, really. It's been twenty years. Because you were a youth leader when I was, um, I think I was probably like fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's been a long time. It's been a long time. I've yeah. known your family for a long time. Love your family. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just really grateful to have the opportunity. Not only for you to be here, but for for our listeners to get to know you better. Thank you. Um, you got quite the following, and I want to just kind of say a little um, uh, background on you. You know, uh, Ashley Reeves. She's also known as Ashley Fresh Fix, and mm-hmm. we'll we'll get to why that's how that came <laughs> about. She's a wife, uh, a mom of four children. Uh, she's a full time social media influencer and entrepreneur. She calls herself a foodie, and we'll mm-hmm. we'll, we'll 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 get into that as well. Um, she's a social media marketing expert and branding coach, mm-hmm. and she's been featured on uh, the on, on Good Morning America, Nightline, Whole Thirty, and many more things um, along those along those lines. And then, uh, I mean, just quite the resume here. Uh, she really works on helping women uh, with their body image. If mm-hmm. I if, correct me if I'm wrong there. Yeah. And you you try to introduce products and stuff to make their lives better. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, so that's kind of it in a nutshell. There's so much more to it. So I'm yeah. so excited to kind of get into the details of all that. Yeah. And uh, we'll we'll go there. So, but welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here. Right on. Well, let's. Uh, why don't we start a little bit? Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, a little bit about your family life. I know yeah. you have a. A lot of brothers and sisters. Yes. A little chaotic, but uh, yeah. great at the same time. Um, I grew up in Sandy my whole life, born and raised, and my parents had seven kids in eight years. <laughs> so I'm the oldest, wow. and it was really crazy at my house. Like my mom, I just, now that I have kids of my own, I just can't even imagine doubling almost the amount of kids in happy right. time. So she's really a superstar. The older I get, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she survived and that we're all like functioning adults. Like totally. it's just, she's awesome. But um, <laughs> we had a busy family. We always had a lot going on, um, but a really, a really good family. We, right. you know, we went through some stuff, but um, we're all really very connected still. We have a group text thread that's going all day long that I usually have to like silence because everyone's talking all the time. Like yeah. we're very connected still. Great. Um, and I honestly think my family is like one of the best blessings in my life. I have right. really good, inf- even though I'm the oldest, I have really good influences with my siblings and my parents. And yeah, I still find myself 34 years old calling my parents to ask them what I should do. Yeah, <laughs> like, really. What do I do? Yeah. Well, I would imagine being the oldest and that many children below you, mm-hmm. you probably were quite the helper or had to be the helper. Yeah. Hey, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. Yeah. How did, how did that go? <laughs> I think I actually really liked it when I was a kid. I liked, I remember one night my mom coming in with a crying baby, just being like, can you please help? <laughs> I'm so tired. And I remember I was probably like his age. I don't uh-huh. know. Um, but I was my son sitting next to me. He's 10, by the way, when I'm referring to him anyway. Yes. So but I just remember helping her and I really did like it. But my mom kind of teases me that like by the time I was a teenager, I didn't want to help at all anymore. Because <laughs> She's like, I think I wore you out when you were younger and you didn't yeah, really you didn't want to be helpful anymore. But you know, the angsty teenager phase that we all yeah, <laughs> really. Well, that's pretty cool that you said you actually enjoyed it it seems because i've heard other kids where it felt overwhelming and yeah it's like it's just too much for me and you know yeah no i loved it wow that's really cool yeah (laughs) i loved helping i had a bunch of little sisters especially they were fun to like dress up and do their hair and like i just like that kind of stuff right 
That's awesome. Yeah. So as you were growing up, you know, you maybe get a little more serious here for a minute. Uh, can you remember some of the things that you struggled with on a personal level? You know, mm-hmm. you know, we call this a belief cast because, you know, it's our beliefs that dictate the way we behave. And when we're kids, our beliefs are being shaped every day, every second of the day, right? And unfortunately, sometimes we go through some tough times that shape a belief that holds us back. Yeah. And so if we could talk maybe about that a little bit on some, maybe a belief or or a trial that you kind of went through as you were growing up. Um, I honestly think my beliefs when I was that age is I was just really insecure and I just had a lot of doubts about who I was and what my purposes were. Uh Um, I think that that age appearance was just such a big deal. And that's when you start noticing what everyone looks like and how you look different. And, um, I'm six feet tall. I'm a bigger girl and I had all these cute little tiny friends and I just always (laughs) felt like this like big, massive person. And Uh I didn't ever, um, the words, like the things people would use to talk to me were always words like, oh, you're so big. Are you like just things that now as an adult, I'm like, yeah, that probably isn't the best thing to say. Right. I think about my own kids. I don't know if like my daughter will ever be as tall as I am or anything, but I feel like words like strong is better, things like that. But it just felt like um, there was literally something someone talked to me about every single day was like my size and it was never in like a cool, it was like, whoa. (laughs) So, (laughs) and I just wasn't secure enough to be okay with that at the time. And so I had a lot of insecurities and I had a lot of, um, people that would like comment on it and, um, whether it was like adults just commenting or people my age, like making fun of it. Um, it just was a weird place to be in because I never felt like I didn't have friends. I always had a really good group of friends, but I was very different than everyone else in my group of friends. And I felt like people that would come and go would like, I don't know. I just felt like I was always treated differently. And I always tied it back to what I looked like. Like that's what I felt like, um, was what was noticeable to people. And I felt like sometimes people didn't really get to know me. They would like judge me based off what I looked like. Um, I, was overweight and I just didn't feel good about myself. And I kind of felt like I was, um, it just felt like something that could never be fixed. Right. And I didn't know how to, um, I don't know. I didn't know how to take care of myself the right way. Um, I think my parents bless their hearts were trying to be helpful (laughs) and they would, you know, I remember my dad like cutting us up fruit and stuff like that, but it was, I don't know, it was like (laughs) trying to like help, like maybe you guys should do this instead of this. But, um, I also think they they just didn't know as much at the time. Like sure. things were different, but I just I just felt like I had this weight problem that I didn't know how to handle and I didn't feel good about myself and people are always talking about it and um I would just like people would say things to me that were really mean <clears throat> and I don't know, mm-hmm. I just had a really low self-esteem. Like I don't I just I never felt good about myself. Yeah. I really didn't. Yeah, did you remember did you ever get teased because of it? Like I mean, kids would make comments, but did you ever have anyone like bully you about it or anything like that? No, honestly, okay. it wasn't bullying. It was things like I would I would overhear someone being like, well, you have to be friends with Ashley to get to the cute girls. But like you have to be friends with her first because like all of her friends are this way. Uh, or okay. um, I intercepted a note once. I didn't mean to. And I opened it <laughs> that it was like, just make sure you don't bring Ashley because she's the ugly one. Really? Um, yeah. How like, old were you in that when you uh, I was in ninth grade. Wow. So... That, I had, remember, that had to have hurt. Yeah, it, it was horrible. Yeah. And honestly, I didn't want to tell anyone because it was almost more. That's what I mean. It wasn't bullying that a lot of people saw. It was like little things that I knew happened, but I would never right. tell anyone else mm. that happened because it was so embarrassing. And I remember 
this one time I think that was like the most hurtful that I remember is I was in a science class. This was like in high school in 10th grade. And I remember she like divided us all up and I was walking back toward this group that I was supposed to be in for a group. And someone goes, who's Ashley Rose? Like, like reading the paper. (laughs) And this kid goes, it's, she's that really ugly girl. And it was like, the meanest thing. And I remember like walking up and hearing that and then feeling like, do I walk up to that group? Like, what do I even do? And, um, yeah, that that one hurt so bad. And then I remember he kind of made eye contact with me as soon as he saw me and he goes, Oh, I was talking about someone else. And I yeah, whatever. Anyways. So just like stuff like that, like little side jabs and things that people would say behind my back that was really hurtful. Um, but I would say like, by the time I got out of high school, I was like so low on like, feeling good about myself or feeling like I had value or feeling like really truthfully feeling like my appearance was holding me back. Um, cause I knew I was smart and I knew I made friends easily. Like I, like I remember you being really outgoing I mean, when you were little, when I was around you, you were very positive. It seemed like outgoing and everyone liked you. It seemed like I never had a hard time making friends. (laughs) Like it was just, I just felt like this was like one thing that was holding me back and it seemed to be a bigger deal the older I got, you know, when people, and then even friends that I felt like had been good friends of mine, I felt like were embarrassed. I don't know. There was just a lot of things. And I think as an adult now, I think a lot of it was in my head in all honesty. Sure. Um, I don't think I was an ugly kid, (laughs) but like you think these things and Uh they get into your head. And, but definitely by the end of high school, I think I was like all time low. Well, you are beautiful and I can't wait for people to, at least my listeners to see your picture. and, (laughs) And, uh, but yeah, you're, uh, what kind of, you know, did that lead to some unhealthy behaviors because of feeling down and maybe even isolating at times? Yeah, I definitely um, got really into, because I always associate it with my weight, I would do things that were not healthy trying to lose weight. So okay. um, like I, and I would lose weight, but it never lasted because it wasn't things that were healthy or sustainable. Right. Um, but you kind of get in that like desperation mode and really like I was just super uneducated. I didn't know like what you could do or like how to actually take care of a body. And yeah. Um, so yeah, but there was definitely times like that for sure. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, you know, I, I can relate on the other and I was a really skinny kid mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I used to get teased on how skinny I was yeah. and it would crush me Yeah. because you know, as a guy, you want muscles and yeah. you know, and I'm the skinny little runt over here and you know, yeah. get picked no, on. It's so, a real thing. Yeah. so I can relate to what you were saying and I'm sure many of our listeners have been through the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, and so how, so let's jump ahead just a little bit. How did you you know, this went on through all, you know, through your schooling and Mm -hmm. high school. And let's talk about what happened after high school. And, and how did it, you know, when do we get to the point where you finally start going, okay, you know, I'm not going to buy into these things anymore. And I'm going to move forward. Um, I think it went on a little bit longer because I actually got my first year of college. I just like something in me snapped, not snapped, clicked, but not really clicked, but I just, I decided I didn't want that anymore. I, do you remember Megan Campbell in our ward? Yeah. Oh yeah. So she was getting married. We were only 18. Like she was, <laughs> she got married really young. She's, she's married to this great guy. Everything's fine, but we were really young and she mm-hmm. was getting married and I was one of her bridesmaids. And I remember we oh, okay. went shopping at the mall <clears throat> to go get dresses and it was like a couple of my girlfriends and no dresses fit me. 
And it was so embarrassing because her mom was like, I could, I think I could make something for you. And it just was like, oh my gosh, is this my life? Like it just yeah. felt You're like, don't awful. make anything. I'm, I'm fine. I'll yeah, figure it out. Yeah, it was <laughs> awful. And so I remember we had like three months until she got married. And for, and part of me was like, it was a really good time because I just like really buckled down on like eating a certain way. And like I exercised all the time, like a hundred percent of my time was dedicated toward losing weight. And I lost yeah. like almost 60 pounds in a summer. Like I lost a lot of weight. Right. And, but the funny thing is that I noticed is I didn't feel any better about myself. Like I lost weight and I was like healthy, but also mentally I still compared myself. I still felt like I, it's like this thing that like stayed with me. Like you weren't good enough. Yeah. Yeah. It just didn't, it, I didn't really feel any different even though I'd lost all this weight. So then I kind of started thinking like, well then what gives? Like if I feel this horrible about myself, no matter if I've lost weight or not, um, And then I just kind of like, I think it was probably after I had, and that, so I kept that weight off for a long time. Um, I met my husband, we got married and I had my first kid. And um, I just remember like my body getting big again. And I had kind of like some PTSD of like, cause I had, you know, been thin for like five years at this point. And And then it started kind of going back again. You get like, you have your baby and your body changes like, Oh no, no, no. And I had like, I was like literally terrified. I didn't want to gain weight. And, um, anyways, but it just kind of got to the point where I realized there's something else wrong besides my weight clearly, because it didn't really matter what size I was. I had these issues. And so that's when I started thinking like, there must be something wrong with my mind really that I was telling myself all this negative messaging all the time, no matter what, no matter what I did look like or not. And so, um, over the past couple of years, I just feel like I've had to do a lot of work with convincing my mind to think differently. Right. And like exactly what you were saying, like what you believe. Yeah. And I just started thinking about what a body actually does and what its purposes are and mm-hmm. what it's what it's meant to do. Right. And when I started thinking about that, I was like, my body's awesome. I've been able to live a lot, like live a healthy life. I'm able to have these kids and everyone's body's different. Like I know some people have infertility and, but for like what I wanted in my life at that point, it, my body had done all the things I needed it to. And then it just kind of felt like it was this massive, um, weight that I was all not like not actual weight, but like, it just felt like this thing that was so heavy and took up so much of my brain space and I just was so tired of it being so consuming. Right. Um, and I was just ready to be done with it. Was this a moment that this happened where you kind of had this uh, epiphany, like I'm not doing this anymore? Or was it kind of a gradual thing? Um, do you, do you think? It was kind of gradual, but I do remember um, about four or five years ago, someone close to us died of cancer. Mm. And I just remember thinking... It does like it really doesn't matter. Like what I look like really doesn't matter. And I just remember thinking, I I bet this girl that we knew who had died of cancer would give anything to have anybody. Like right, just to be she that, wouldn't yeah. have if they mm. if she had the opportunity or like the option. Hey, you you'll be in this body and it doesn't look good and it's overweight or whatever, but you could be here with your kids and stuff. I imagine she, like she would have grabbed it in a second. Anyone would yeah, have for sure. Like the fact that you're actually breathing and you're alive and you have a body that's literally all you need like your body is the only way that you're capable of carrying out anything else in your life and i think it's a i honestly think it's like a tool of satan to get us so distracted like self-consumed with like our appearances that we stop ourselves from serving other people there's so many things i missed out on because i was insecure about what my body looked like i didn't want to go swimming with my kids i remember um like skipping out on social activities that i didn't want to be around people that i hadn't seen in a while like there's just all these stupid things i would miss out on 
because I was insecure and it just felt, it just got to the point where I was like, this is the stupidest way to spend your <laughs> mind space. Like it just felt right. so, so dumb. So, well, um, it seems you, when you say it, when you see it now, you go, that was so dumb. Why'd I do that? But at the yeah. time it was real for you. Yeah. Like, very real. You're like, it, it, to, it was scary for you to think I'm not going to the pool. Yeah. Like I'm really not going to do that. Yeah. That was real to you. It, terrifying. It, terrifying. Like the thought of anyone seeing me in a swimsuit, the thought right. of people judging me, the thought of, oh my gosh, it was just so consuming. I remember me and my husband had a trip planned for our fifth anniversary with some friends mm -hmm. and I had been working really hard at like losing weight and all this stuff. And when it came down to the trip, I was four pounds. It's so stupid. Like seriously saying, I hate <laughs> saying, but I was four pounds above what I wanted to be for my goal. Uh -huh. And I canceled the trip. We didn't go. Wow. I was sick and I didn't feel well. And in the back of my head, I knew I'd be more comfortable if I just didn't go. And it's so, it's so ridiculous. Well, here, and that's a perfect description of how belief dictates behavior. Yeah. You have this belief that if you, you lose that four pounds and you hit your target mark, then you're good. Yeah. Like, but that's all an illusion. Yeah. So you don't hit that. And so it dictates your behavior by canceling the trip altogether. Yeah. That's the power of beliefs, good yeah. or bad. You yeah. Know? yeah. Wow. And it's <laughs> insane. I'm like, no one would know anyone four pounds different one way or the other. Like I would <laughs> yeah, look really. exactly the same essentially, <laughs> but like that's how but in your screwed mind, up in my mind yeah, it was. Like right. it felt like I just couldn't go because I didn't make the goal and it was some kind of like yeah. punishment to myself or something. Right. Wow. Well, um, we could spend a couple hours talking about this because so many people struggle with not necessarily the weight thing. It's the belief because I really believe people have a belief problem. Yeah. Because people might say, well, you have a weight problem. No, you don't. You have a belief problem. Yes. Change the belief and then behavior changes. The mm -hmm. way you look at yourself changes on all, all of that. And, yeah. And I know, um, let's, you know. Where, where was the transition to where you, I mean, you are making a really powerful dent in this world. You. you really are. <laughs> like you are doing such amazing things now and you have, you're, you know, you're, you're known as Ashley Fresh Fix. Mm -hmm. Let's kind of go from there and how you got to what you're doing now. And then let's get into how amazing this is that you're doing, you know, this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I... I kind of honestly, when I first started my Instagram account, I wanted to, I had I had all this experience with like dieting and <laughs> healthy eating, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to start sharing healthy recipes online. But uh -huh. I also same insecurities. I was just like, I don't look the part. I would look so dumb to get online and say, here's healthy recipes. But right. um, I look like this. And I just had it was like this big insecurity I had. And I remember just one day being like, I don't care. I'm so tired of caring. I'm just going to post it and I'll say it. And if people think it's stupid, then that's fine. Right. No one has to follow me. It's just, <laughs> it was honestly at that point, I'm like, it's just for me. I felt like a lot of people were asking for my recipes anyways. And so, right. um, but I put it on there and it was funny because I, I felt like the, healthy community online was all these like CrossFit people and like right. that wasn't my life but like we did and we still actually I really prefer to eat healthy food at our home like um anyways so it was just really interesting because once I got online and I started showing my face and just kind of owning what I was right I feel like I found this like tiny little I don't know how to explain it, like bridge to people that were my people. Right. Like I felt like I couldn't be there because I didn't look like this, but there's actually this insane amount of 
women that felt like me and they would prefer to hear about healthy stuff from me than from people who are doing CrossFit. Yeah, right. Yeah. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with people who are doing CrossFit, but that was never my life. And sure. there was people who didn't want that to be their life. So I started real I started getting messages and stuff from women. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm finding people that are like me. And I'm finding people that have the same insecurities I have. And I'm finding people that have held themselves back from different experiences. And the more messages and conversations I was having with people online, I just realized there was a need for it. Right. Um and so I just kind of had, I kind of, I've done a lot of why work, you know, when you try yeah. to figure out why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. Because it kind of grew faster. Um, I wasn't ever planning on it being a business. It was just growing at this pace and I didn't really know what to do with it. I didn't even know why I was even doing it. Um, but when I really started like digging into it, like emotionally and mentally and thinking like why I was here, why I was spending my time, it is a massive amount of time to run an Instagram account like that. <laughs> and it felt like a lot yeah. of time if it wasn't going to be helping my family. And I yeah. just was like, okay, like what's going on? So I really, my word that I discovered was acceptance Okay. and everything I've ever now, everything I ever do online is framed around that. So I just feel like I wanted to be accepted. That was like the theme of my whole life right, growing up. Yeah, like totally. that's what I wanted and I never felt it. And I never found people or the support from people that were like me. Um, and then I got to a place where I had completely accepted myself and I was feeling really good about the self-acceptance. And then I wanted to be able to provide that for other people. Like I wanted them to feel accepted. I wanted them to feel, um, what I felt and have a space where they could accept themselves. So this was like this word that I had swelling in my head. Like it's all about acceptance. That's all it is for me. <laughs> and it's seriously, yeah. I think about that word in every choice I make in my business. I'm like, if that is the result of anything I do, uh -huh. then it's a yes for me. Like wow. if it helps women feel self-acceptance <clears throat> or if they feel accepted, yeah. um, if they just kind of have that like me too feeling, then it's a yes for me. Um, it directs all the decisions I make and everything I oh, share. And um, I've just, it's just been really, really incredible to see once I had it defined. I've, this is actually probably the first time I've ever said it out loud anywhere. Like I know it in really? my head. Uh -huh. um, but but I know that's the feeling people get. Like I want them to feel that. I don't want to have to say I am talking about acceptance. Like that's not right. what I do. But I want them to feel that. And the messages I get, I know that's Wow. being conveyed and what's coming across. Well, that's cool. You heard it here first then, right? That's so <laughs> cool. Yeah. You know, and it sounds like before you started the Instagram, you know, to posting on Instagram, you were already kind of in that mode of eating healthy, mm -hmm. you know, you could, you know, that kind of thing. How long before were you, was it when you had that shift in your mind? Like I'm no longer going to you know, use this as a crutch. I'm going to kind of move forward now. Yeah. So you'd been doing that for a while. Yeah. I think okay. it was just like a slow okay. progress. And honestly, I feel like the Instagram community that I had kind of like moved along with me. Okay. Because when I That's first cool. started sharing the healthy recipes and stuff, I was very strict about it. Like, okay, I'm not getting any sugar this month and I'm going to tell you guys all about it. <laughs> and then I even, and I was really into the whole 30 and all this stuff. And then, right. um, and then I kind of got to the point where I was like, I don't want to live like this. I don't want to tell people they should live like this. This is awful. And I remember feeling really <laughs> terrified actually, like yeah. to tell them I didn't want to promote the whole 30 anymore. And I was like, I feel like that's why they're all here. And I remember just being so scared, but it's funny as soon as I just came out and said like, I know I did this. I'm for me, it's not working anymore. Like I can't yeah. live in that like super strict, like no room for air like method. And so, but it's funny because as soon as I said that, then more people came. Like it's just like the the more accepting yeah. and opening open I was to other people, like 
they've just come and the yeah. communities continue well, to grow. Well, I think it's cool too because what that tells me is you're just being really real and, yeah. and open and honest and genuine with how you're really feeling instead of pretending. Because I think a lot of times you see people on social media and they're probably pretending on in a lot of areas. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and sometimes problem. I maybe catch myself doing the same thing. And, yeah. And, but I love what you said is like, you know what, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. And if this means I lose, you know, half my followers, I don't care because yeah. th- I'm going to be real. Yeah. Here's what's going on. Yeah. I love that. Thanks. That's powerful. Yeah. It's been, and it's, and it also makes it a space where I want to hang out more too. <laughs> yeah. Instead of being like, oh, I have to share a whole 30 recipe or oh, I have to give more tips on how to. And I'm, yeah. I just was so not interested in the content yeah. anymore anyway. There's another 10 days without sugar. Yeah. I hope I can hang in there. No, it was it was awful. And it just, <laughs> I didn't like doing it anymore. Yeah. And so it made it a, a place where I was, you know, enjoying working more and yeah. the people were enjoying it more too. And now I only share food a, like a couple, maybe like twice a week. Right. And I get to talk about so much more stuff that's so much more important to me like the body positivity and like sure. motherhood and those things which i love talking about right um instead of like calories so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah it puts a little more meaning behind yeah. everything you're doing i yeah. love that that's really good so um so you know you start this you know venture with instagram and you start put you know you're vulnerable and you put yourself out there mm-hmm. But boy, not only has that grown in followers, but I mean, you're doing so many amazing things right now. I mean, I know you created an app. Yeah. Um, you know, you uh, you know, you know, you're a branding coach. You're you know, you know how to help people grow their business and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you got your hands in a lot of businesses and stuff. Yeah. So let's talk about how did that? It just morphed into a, a whole bunch of other things that maybe you weren't even expecting. I don't know. Yeah. No, I just. Um... I was an elementary school teacher. Like that was what my degree was in. Oh, I didn't know that. And I taught first grade for a couple of years. And then... Miss um, Ashley. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's hard. Props to all the first grade teachers. <laughs> I can imagine. I like literally don't think I could ever do that again. But <laughs> I didn't have any business experience. I had no marketing knowledge. I didn't do... I didn't have anything. I just really saw the potential. Um, I was... And I was really... I don't know. I honestly, I honestly feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I think that's a huge part of it. I feel like it's my calling in a way. I feel like to be able to have these conversations about really important topics. Um, I feel like it is what I'm supposed to be doing. So in a way I feel like it was, I was guided toward it, but I, I remember seeing the potential. I remember seeing this is a really cool opportunity. Like who else can talk to this many people like this? From like, I was staying home with my kids and I was able to like have these (laughs) awesome, awesome conversations. Um, Uh It started slowly morphing into like business opportunities with companies who wanted to work with me. And then, I don't know, the more I did it, the more I loved it. And I realized that I was really effective at it and that my people really trusted me. Um, And so then I became really like protective, like mama bear of that trust. And so I was like, okay, if people trust me, I'm not going to talk about anything unless it's really, really good. I don't want to like mess up anyone's opinion yeah. of me i really just <laughs> yeah. feel like a mama bear of like the people that are there because i love yeah. them so much they're really good like yeah. there's a lot of people who complain in my industry of being attacked online by people that follow them i n- never get that wow. i've occasionally had people on the outside say mean things but the people who are there are so nice to me they're really well, supportive i think that also goes the reason why in my opinion is because you're genuine yeah i think these people who do get attacked on some level they've people can feel that they're not being genuine. And yeah. so they, what do they do? They attack. Yeah. Now, should they attack? No, they shouldn't. Yeah. But I think that's part of why maybe you don't. 
And I just put this in my together in my head as you're saying you're kind of like this mama bear. People mm-hmm. feel safe around you. Yeah. That's how it was when you were a little girl. Yeah. All the friends <laughs> gravitated towards Ashley. Yeah. Because you were safe. Yeah. You were genuine. I just put that in my head. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, awesome. it's just, it's honestly been the biggest blessing. And I love, so I think once I started learning it and I saw the process, I saw people that were close to me trying to make things work online. And I was just like, right. oh, I could help you. And it just was something that sort of, sort of came naturally to me. But also I spent, I can't say that because I spent a lot of time trial and error, figuring it out, watching what was working for other businesses online and watching what wasn't. And um, I think I just, my standards were a little not standards but the way i did things online was just a little bit different um in that i saw a lot of people maybe this is kind of what you're nodding to but i saw a lot of people pretending something was a certain way Uh and um or pretending that they weren't you know like working with companies for instance people would pretend there wasn't any kind of partnership there they just happen to be talking about something and i just have always been really clear and upfront like hey i'm working with these people it's super great and i feel like i've always been really transparent yeah um and that's kind of been my approach to marketing and so like just being really transparent like i don't think we need to hide anything (laughs) and so yeah i don't know i just I've had a lot of experience with it and I have so much trial and error. I'm really, at this point, I'm really connected with people that I value. I'm really precious with who I spend my time around. Sure, yeah. Um, and I have a lot of, not a lot, I would say a couple really close friends that are also in the business that, um, that I'm in that we're really, we trust each other and there's a lot to learn. It kind of feels like trailblazing a little bit, trying to figure this sure. whole thing out. Cause it wasn't even a thing five years ago, like right. being on social media, being an influencer, like yeah. that wasn't even a thing. And so, um, <laughs> yeah. it really, there's really like no book on it. You're just kind of trying to figure it out. And I think just being honest and transparent has really helped like more opportunities fall yeah. into place. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. I, that's that's really cool. So what what does a what does a day look like for you? Like what do you <laughs> what does your typical day yeah look like for you? Um, <laughs> man. Okay. So I what I have found works for me is a little bit of separation. So I okay. used to have all this pride about being a Instagram person from home. Like I can do this at home with my kids, yeah, and I'm so great. Yeah. And I left my teaching job because <laughs> I wanted to be home with my kids, and like I've totally figured it out. But it got to the point where it was just literally impossible like I do have little kids and I was holding on to this like pride thing almost of like I'm a stay-at-home mom and I can also do this <laughs> right. but it was yeah. not beneficial to, to either like my business was suffering and my kids were suffering because it was like trying to hurry and rush emails that aren't very well written and whatever right. while my kids are freaking out in the background and I'm like shushing them telling <laughs> them to be quiet and I'm trying to do this so my work isn't good my parenting isn't good like there was just too much overlap yeah. so about um probably less than two years ago, I finally was like, okay, this is not working. I was just really honest with myself. I'm like, I'm so anti getting a babysitter, but my kid's spending a lot of time watching Daniel Tiger while I work. (laughs) And I'm like, she deserves like someone to be playing with. She needs to go to the park. Like those things, you know, that I was, um, anyway, so I just was honest with myself. I was like, this isn't working. Right. So I got a babysitter. And so what, for me, what I do is I have work days and I have home days. Okay. And to the best of my ability, it's not always perfect, but to the best of my ability, I try on my work days to just work like crazy, like get everything I possibly can do, um, done on those days and then when I'm home except for if there's posts I have scheduled to post I will do that when I'm home but that's something that I have pre-written and gotten 
all together. Like on my work day, I'll have the caption all written, the picture ready, everything's ready to go. So on the day I'm at home, I can hurry and post things I need to. Um, but that's what my life looks like. I have two right. or three days. I have a babysitter that's a lot of work, really hard work, like probably like 10 to six, just meetings and emails and everything. Yeah, right. But then on the days I'm home, I really try to just not do anything else. Right. Um, that's just been what works best for my situation. But it also got, it got to a point, like I had to be able to afford a babysitter and all that stuff. That right. wouldn't have been possible a few years ago. Right, right. You were doing the best that yeah. you could with what you had at the exactly, time. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of what it's like for me now, but it hasn't always been that way. But yeah. it's a really good, for me, it's a really good balance right now. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. Busy, busy woman, man. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, what, where did fresh fix come from? What is that just, was it a nickname you had or was no, it, where did it that was, come from? Okay. You know, what's funny is when I started, um, the Instagram, I my name was Amazon Ashley and I just thought it was funny cause I was tall, like an right. Amazon woman. Uh-huh. And like I said, no business, whatever. I was just like, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> right. And then, um, as it started growing into something, there actually was another Amazon Ashley who was like a really, she was a backup dancer for Miley Cyrus and she was like a stripper. <laughs> so <laughs> it became an issue because I was like one underscore like, away uh... from, that was her name and I had no clue when I got into it. <laughs> so I was, once it started like turning into a business, I was like, yeah, I need a new name. So I just kind of, I mean, I was struggling with it forever, but I knew I liked food, but I didn't want it to be everything. I right. wanted it to be something that people came back to. So in my mind, fresh can go with food, and fixing can go with food. But also, right. I think fresh is like new ideas yeah. and um, just like keeping that. things interesting. And mm-hmm. fix, I like to think it's like something they like need to fix. So like they have to come back and see what's new or they yeah. want to come. You know what what's I mean? Just kind on. of like yeah. that approach. But it really is just in my head. And I don't, I honestly don't think most people know what it is. And that's totally <laughs> fine. I'm like, in my mind, I know what it is. Yeah, but. no, that's cool. I was always wondering myself, yeah. I'm like, where did that come from? And, yeah. and obviously, I thought it was because of the recipes and the mm-hmm. food and things like that and, and what have you. Well, boy, you sure have really, you know, have trailblazed uh, quite the quite the career, and uh, and with four kids and, yeah. and married and doing all that uh, fun stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, if you know, if you look back, you know, I know you're a very spiritual person. Mm-hmm. How has that played a role through this whole process, even back when you were a kid? Like, yeah. how how has that, you know, yeah, how's it strengthened you? How's it helped you through all this? Um, it's literally been everything. Like, um, I do think even when I was a kid and I was really struggling, I still knew that I was a child of God. I always knew that. And, um, I always, I always felt like I was loved, even though that was a personal struggle. And I've, I've always, I'm not perfect with everything, um, <laughs> like scriptures and everything like that, but I've always prayed a lot. I always right. feel like I'm always in constant communication, like dozens of times a day. Like <laughs> right. I just like always need that yeah. like validation and check in and whatnot. Um, but oh my gosh, especially when I started having these kids and I just wanted something different for them than I had for myself. Um, I wanted them to not have the insecurities I had and not think the things about themselves that I was thinking about myself. And I just knew I had to change. And, um, Mm -hmm. there, there is like something really powerful about becoming a parent and like knowing you have to be different and knowing you have to, um, set a good example and knowing you can't be, um, stuck in these awful thought patterns anymore. Yeah, it's kind of like I would call that in my what I in my work is playing the victim. Yeah. So when mm-hmm. we play the victim to you know poor me, my life's so hard. But you're right. When you have children, it's like okay, am I gonna teach my kids to be the poor me kid? Yeah. Or am I gonna teach them to be the champion and yeah. go out there and kill it? And yeah. But but you, like you said earlier, 
you have to change first. Yes. You can't give away what you don't possess. Exactly. So that was powerful what you said there. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just think like, I just knew I wanted more for them. And I feel like it was a gradual process. My husband's like the the best. He's so mm-hmm. supportive and he's so... And what's his um, name? Let's give him a shout Justin. out. Justin, how you doing, Justin, brother? Justin, he's great. <laughs> and he is, he's actually in education. He's the principal. And he oh, cool. also, he sees down the line what, he worked at a high school. He sees what can happen to kids who right. have horrible oh, yeah. self-esteem, whatever. For so sure. we just like have a lot of like, <laughs> okay, we know what not, <laughs> yeah. what we don't want to happen. But right. um. Anyway, so he's just always been so supportive and so great. And he's honestly like been instrumental in like um, just helping me always feel really secure in my choices and how I feel about myself. And he's he's just great. But um, when I think about the about God's involvement, what I do online, Uh I feel like there is this. And I don't feel the need to get online and talk about church stuff all the time. Right. But I feel like there's just so much dark in the world. And I've been parts of conversations where people will say, Instagram's the worst thing in the world. You shouldn't be on Instagram. Like, there's all this stuff that can happen. You can see this. You can hear this. Yeah, right. It's terrible. And I just think the exact opposite. I'm like, there is so much, so much awful dark online. But that's why we need to bring more light. Yeah. It needs, like, that. that's what we need. Thank and you. so I think I'm really prayerful about the things I post online. I look for opportunities to share god in ways that are not that are true to me but not offensive to others um i really don't want i don't want to be exclusive in any way in my beliefs from differing from others but um i do feel like it's a blessing what i have the platform i have i feel like it needs to serve a greater purpose than just making money or whatever sure and that's what's been really great about tuning into that um like loving of yourself and body positive stuff is I feel like a lot of the feelings are like, um, I don't know, spiritually conveyed. Like I feel like it's things that come to me that I don't even necessarily think, but I think they're messages that people need to hear. And I just feel so fortunate that I even get to be like a small part of that for people. Um, and I've just like really gotten some incredible, incredible stories back from women that just, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's working. Like, yeah. it's so cool. Like there's, that's awesome. there's these women who have these crazy insecurities and they're, you know, tossing them to the side and really going and living their lives and not, not focusing on the stuff that can hold people back. And so it just makes me feel like just grateful yeah. um, that, that I get to do this. Well, here's the cool thing too, is you wouldn't be able to do this had you not gone through all that exactly <laughs> so I as hard as true. that was yeah you know so you know it goes with the thing i teach all the time is life happens for you i love that it happened for you yeah i mean as hard as it was and you know but look look what you're doing now now you're i love what you said just a second ago. you are bringing light mm-hmm. to people mm-hmm. and i love that a different way of looking at social media like okay yeah there's a lot of bad out there but guess what i'm gonna be the one that's shining the light yeah Wow. And light always chases that, out darkness. That gave me That's chills when say. you said that. I was like going, dang, that is so cool. But it really is so important. And everyone yeah. can do that. You don't have to have some big following to to do that. Every single one of us is capable of sharing that online. Yeah, absolutely. Like everyone, or just in your day-to-day life, it doesn't have to be online. Like there is always going to be all this darkness. And the only way to combat it at all yeah. is just more positive and more light. Yeah, so it's beautiful. Yeah, it's 
it's very important to me. Yes, <laughs> I know. And I think that's, again, that adds to why people really love you and who are safe around you. And that's why you have such a, an amazing following mm-hmm. and you're just inspiring, you know, and that's why Thank I you. wanted you on here in the first place. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if I could, uh, here's a question and I, we may have, should have talked about this before, but uh, mm-hmm. if, if you could give a challenge to people who are listening to your podcast mm-hmm. and who get to know you a little better, obviously, you know, can you give them a challenge, something that they could do in their life that would help benefit them? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, maybe shout out to those who are struggling still. Yeah. Um, one thing that I tell people a lot is people just think right now it's like the worst, like, oh, this is just awful. And I just think about, think back to yourself 20 years ago. And I'm like, what would I tell that person 20 years ago and I feel like we sit in this place so I right now and this is just my life experience right now I'm a mom I have all these young kids there's all this um insecurity that comes with that like you're tired your body is like changing all the time and there you feel I think a lot of moms feel like they kind of lose their identity in motherhood and there's all this stuff that goes on but I think about we can get so wrapped up in how awful this stage is and I think about okay well 20 and you feel like you don't look good and you don't feel good and whatnot. But I'm like, okay, 20 years ago, you know how you're like looking at pictures. You're like, oh my gosh, I was so young and I slept (laughs) and things were so nice. And it looks like it was so awesome. And if only you could tell that person, oh my gosh, (laughs) just sleep and rest and you look great and things are fine. And who cares if you're a little bit of a chubby teenager, you're great. Like (laughs) things are fine. And I think about 20 years backwards that I always think 20 years forward. I'm like, I'm going to be... 64, I'm 34 right now, like 54, 64. And I'm going to look back and I know I'm going to wish I didn't spend my time right now worried about that crap. I'm going to wish I spent more time with my kids and like having the conversations with people I want to have. And it just feels like, I think when you get that perspective and kind of stretch out from right now and think back and what you would have wished you could have changed and what you wish you could have said, like look forward. And I think you just will have more grace with yourself right now. Yeah. It's such a waste of time. And so that's what I would think. Like, just try to get out of your head a little bit and what is going on in your life right now and just think, like, things are going to be different in 20 years. They're going to be harder in its own way. And, like, I wish I would have taken advantage of 20 years ago and not spent as much time with the messed up thought patterns then. And I know it'll be the same way in 20 years. Right. So I don't know. That's what I always tell people to do. I'm like, just, I think it, like, Uh when you stretch out, you give yourself a little bit more grace. Like, okay, this is fine. This passes. We all know, like, we all go through hard things, but... Um, I love that. Yeah. That's a beautiful challenge. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. I love how you said, give yourself a little grace. Yeah. <laughs> we should. We're so hard on ourselves. I know. We kick ourselves and beat ourselves up. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, and you look back, like you said, it's like, why am I doing that? Why did I go, th- you know, I made that way worse than it needed to be. Yeah. But again, I think that's also part of the learning process. But I think it, that's, that's a beautiful challenge for all of us. Um, well, you know, I could keep you on here for a couple more hours, honestly. <laughs> I would really love to. Um, but I know you're a busy woman. and uh, okay. But I, you know, if people who don't know you, and mm-hmm. I know a lot of people do, <laughs> but if there's some people out there, including like my audience, mm-hmm. who doesn't know you, how would they reach out to you? How could they get more information on you? What's the best way? And maybe tell them how to get, you know, how to follow you on Instagram yeah. and things like that. Um, on Instagram, I'm just Ashley's Fresh Fix. And if you... My email is just hello at Ashley's Fresh Fix if you have a question. <laughs> That's perfect. But 
And I have a girl who helps me with my emails and she's actually awesome to save. So if it's like a personal email, she'll save them for me to respond to if it's not like a business thing. So good. And I I actually genuinely enjoy talking to people online. I feel like I've made a lot of um, connections that way. And so I think Instagram is definitely the best way to contact me. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, If uh, what what's next for you? Like what's what's on the what's on the docket? What's coming up? Um, So I actually just canceled a book deal. Really? Yeah, and but it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> I got this book deal uh-huh. to write about. It was called 10 Days to Better Body Love, actually. Oh, wow. And I got the deal probably last year. Really? And in okay. August, um, as my deadline was approaching, I just had this like gut feeling that it was not going to work. Okay. And that it wasn't supposed to be a book. And so it was just really confusing because I'd been really excited about it for a long yeah, time. Sure. But... um. Anyways, I ended up realizing that it needed more support than a book. So I was able to, which is really hard to get out of a book deal, by the way. Well, you probably know. But oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> anyways, it's tough. Um, so, <laughs> I, so I met with a lawyer and I just, the people were so nice at the publishing company. I just said, I can't make this be a book. I just can't. The more I got into it and the more I started writing it and the more I, because it was in my head, this like, it turned into a program really. Yeah. And so... They were really, really nice to me and <laughs> let me let let me go, let it go. But um, so right now I'm actually developing that into a program okay. and I'm going to try to have it ready by the first of the year. But it's going to be essentially Very the cool. same thing as a book, but like kind of like an audio thing you can listen to with challenges okay. every day. So All there's right like on. a 10 day program. It's just called 10 Days to Better Body Love. And nice. I in my mind, hopefully if everything goes right, but who knows? with life but in my mind it'll come out at the beginning of the year in january so instead of like everyone's new year lose 20 pounds i'm like no no no, let's worry about that let's do this let's do this instead oh i Um, like that yeah yeah so it's just been really fun when i was writing the content i just couldn't write it without crying and i was just like it's just too important to (laughs) not put it into something that i have just more I felt like it was too um, asking too much of people vulnerability wise to just leave it out there. Uh, and so I wanted it to be something where there was like a Facebook check-in group and support and stuff like that. Uh, that gotcha. was just more, cool. um, more of like a supported system than just Have like read the book and you. good yeah. luck. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's, that's kind of the project I'm mostly working on right now. So uh, that's very cool. Yeah. Um, real quick. And I know we're jumping back just a little bit. We, mm-hmm. we didn't talk about the app. Oh yeah, the I wanna, app's I want, just what's that? Tell us about the that. app is a meal planning app. Okay, it's called Favorites, and it's great. That one I worked on. I have a team of four people that I worked with on that, and uh-huh. that's been a really long project, like two years. But it is yeah. really great. Cool. It makes meal planning very easy. It's kind of like Pinterest, but simplified and just for food. Oh, cool. Um, it's it's growing really fast. It's really it's been awesome. It's just a free app. So if anyone wants to download it, they can. <laughs> yes, please download it. That's yeah. amazing. That's really cool. Well, you're doing so. Such amazing things, such Thank amazing you. work. But, but, oh, sorry about that. Okay. My phone's ringing. One You're second. <laughs> no, you're totally fine. <laughs> Little hiccup there. But I want to, I wanted to say, um, you know, you're doing such amazing things, but it's, that's not why you're amazing. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm going to choke up. But you're amazing because you're genuine and you're real. And you're accepting, and those are those are the things that matter the most. I mean, yeah. yeah. And I'm glad that you get uh, you have such a great following that you're you're sending that type of light out there. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of it. Thank you. And so, thank you so much for uh, taking the time out and sharing your story. Very powerful. I can't wait for the, our listeners to hear this. And uh, 
and uh, I, you know, I don't know what else to say, but other than thank you, thank I just, you. this was my honor to have you on yeah, today. I was really excited to come on and be a part of this. I think what you're doing is awesome too. So oh, thank yeah, you. thanks for having it. me. I appreciate it. Okay, listeners, there you go. Ashley Fresh Fix, go follow her and, and, and be inspired. And if you have anyone who's struggling uh, in, in, in the areas that she was, you know, please, you know, send this to them as well. It'll be inspiring. Uh, please, you know, on iTunes, go to the Belief Cast and write a review like this because the more we can get on there, the more this word gets out. And, and so thanks, listeners, for tuning in every, every week. And again, Ashley, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Okay, thank you.